Hello everyone, I'm Dr. Sri Banerjee, core faculty for the College of Health Sciences and Public Policy at Walden University. And I wanted to um, go over day three of National Public Health Week. Uh, day three entails, the theme entails reproductive and sexual health. Um, and what this is, is that uh, understanding how we can enhance sex education, and um, increase the rights of uh, reproduction and uh, with women's rights. Um, as you know, um, recently the uh, Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade, um, which severely restricts the women's right to choose um, abortion. Uh, so I'm going to explain this a little bit later. So as usual, you're probably um, used to this by now. Um, there's four areas that uh, public health officials look at uh, for science, for action, for health, and then celebration. I'm going to go over each one of these um, as I've done before in previous lectures. So community, community for science and action. Um, for science, when people receive quality reproductive and sexual health care, education and access, they can fulfill a happier and healthier life. Uh, as I was saying earlier, um, last year um, in June 2022, um, the U.S. Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade, the decision that guaranteed the right to abortion in the U.S. And unfortunately, 30 states have taken this and restricted, severely restricted uh, abortions um, or banned it. Um, for action, um, and this is advocacy, urge elected officials to protect access to the full spectrum of reproductive health care, uh, including abortion. Support Black, ind Indigenous, and other people of color reproductive justice organizations. Support Black, Indigenous, and other people of color reproductive justice organizations through actions like donating to Sister Song's Birth Justice Care Fund, which provides BIPOC and queer people with pregnancy and postpartum support. Then there's Community for Health. Uh, women who receive a wanted abortion are more likely to be socioeconomically stable and less likely to stay in violent relationships compared to women who are denied wanted abortions. Uh, students whose sex education expresses support for the LGBTQ plus community are less likely to report bullying based on sexual orientation or gender expression. And LGBT, the third is uh, for health is LGBTQ plus inclusive sex education curriculum and the healthcare system can lead to a delay in the age of first time sexual intercourse, reduce the overall number of sex partners, increase use of contraception, reduce unintended teen pregnancy, and reduce rates of teen HIV and other sexually transmitted infections within the LGBTQ plus community. So finally, in celebration, um, wh what are some things that have improved? Um, LGBTQ plus inclusive sex education has increased in several states. Um, in 2022, the queer community um, 
recognize that uh, monkeypox disproportionately or mpox disproportionately affected men who have sex with men and took actions to protect themselves. Um, they advocated for an increase in vaccine distribution and governmental action, declaring that a repeat of the governmental inaction, stigmatization, and homophobia during the AIDS epidemic must not repeat itself. So these are all of the components of, uh, of um, reproductive and sexual health. Um, there's actually research that I uh, and my colleagues have presented at uh, the Sexual Society, which goes through um, how sexual health is connected to mental health um, and how individuals that have depression are more likely to um, have lower sexual frequency. Um, the other thing that I'll be talking over and posting is the um, sex trafficking, and I think this should be included in the discussion for a National Public Health Week, um, and and should and we should shed some light on that. So in a subsequent uh, video, I'll be going over that. But for now, um, I hope this has shed some light on what reproductive justice is and um, what reproductive and sexual health entails. Thank you for listening.